Hello and welcome to Touchline by Chad Sapphire from myself, Casper Els, and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Cas. Nice being in the studio. Uh, nice chatting in December month about rugby in South Africa and world worldwide. It's a it's a newbie for us, but yeah, let's carry on. It's uh, it's exciting times. Yeah, the poor players on the field. If they feel the heat that we're feeling now, then uh, I feel sorry for them. Uh, no, it's actually crazy. But you know, as we always say, the cricketers do it, and it's a it's a new norm. We'll be playing rugby on the 26th of December and the 2nd of January. So, uh, but it's exciting. We've missed out on so much. Time we for have. us to to catch up again. So we never say no. We just want to watch rugby. Yeah, uh, just those poor players in this heat, and especially Dania and Durban. Curry Cup rugby this weekend. Celsi. Sharks 32, Vodacom Blue Bulls 29, well done Sharkies, Toyota Cheetahs 22, Xerox Lions 39, well done to my Lions as well, and then DHL Western Province 28, Pakisa Pumas 14. I really thought that the province players are going to run riot. You're not going to say well done to your province players as no, well? No, definitely oh. not. Definitely. <laughs> then I'd rather go Pakisa Pumas. Now look, I, I, I won't say I agree with you, um, but I won't say I disagree. The reason for that is one would think that Western Province should run right, um, but the season that province have had, um, I think there's, there's on-field and off-the-field politics happening there. I think obviously it's affecting the players. There's a lot of negative talk in, in province spheres, um, not only current, but in the future. And I think there's a lot of uncertainty, and obviously that's playing a massive part, I could only assume. It does play a massive part. Um, because the sad part is, I won't say provinces laden with, with Springboks, but they've got a good couple of Springboks playing there, and things just aren't going But even the plan. players that are not Springboks, they are quality players. Definitely. They've got quality players, and it's a quality side. Yeah, so I, I, you know, ideally for South Africa, we need our, our big franchises um, to perform. The Stormers or the or province, unfortunately, aren't performing optimally yet. But we can only hope for the, for the remainder. I hope for them that they are in the playoffs. It looks like it. I think they're lying third or fourth at the moment. So yes. third, I think it is. Um, I hope for them they are in the playoffs and, and hopefully for them, they I don't think they're going to make a home, a home final like they've been hoping because that would be their last game playing at Newlands. But it is what it is and, and deserve it for the other teams that are on the log ahead of them. Yeah, and then the Sharks doing it against the Blue Bulls, um, reducing their deficit to, to only three points. They were eight points behind before this game and... Now they're only three points behind well, on the well, lock. Well, it's five now um, because the Bulls got a bonus point. Um, but the, the the positive thing here is that the Sharks have a have a game in hand. Yes. So um, what is important now, obviously, is that we continue winning and hopefully pick up a bonus point here and there, um, because the next two two games for the Sharks is against the Cheetahs and the Lions, and those are our nemesis teams, unfortunately, yes. and uh, both of them we're playing away. Yeah, so let's hope that um, Sean and his team can do that or do the same as what they've done against the Bulls. I'm sure. Um, Sean Everett is, is a very astute coach. Um, you know, if you look at his 
opposing coach in Jake White. Um, yes. That guy is, is, is a rugby brain himself. And I say this with respect from a coaching point of view. I think Sean outthought him slightly because there were certain things that we did very well to contain the Bulls. Um, part of it was obviously the forwards. Um, you know, for a few weeks, when when I think it was when the Curry Cup started or, or post or pre-Super Rugby, um, Dylan Richardson, for argument's sake, his name came up quite a few times from a negative point of view in the sense of hooker. But he, he's been phenomenal. I mean, he carried well on, on Saturday. He's, he fetched well and so on and so forth. Uh, he was man of the match. So I just think Sean, Sean got it right. And, and I think the players in that specific game, the belief is back. Yeah. I think they will, they will definitely have an eye on, on the playoffs. And who knows, we might be hosting a, a semi-final ourselves. And well done to Short in Everett and his coaching staff and, and obviously all the players that put their hands up. Let's hope we get the semi-finals and maybe finals. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if we, we've just played against the, the log leaders and the only yes. other team that have beaten them prior to us is, is the Lions. I mean, sorry, is the Cheetahs. And, um, but I think now that uh, the pressure is on us because we yes. know we, we, we stand a chance. I don't think, and I say this with respect yet again, I don't think there was any, ever doubt that we'd be in the playoffs. But we are playing now to, to host the semi-final and hopefully a final. So may Sean and his, and his team pull it through for the Sharks. Well, the Lions also did well against the Cheetahs. Coming back in the second half, not giving them a chance at all. Yeah. And they played, they played decent rugby. Yes, definitely. They, they've definitely turned the corner, I think. I had a brief, not a long one, a brief chat with Sean Erasmus yes. in the week. And, um, you know, there's some magic things that the young coaching staff over there are doing with, with the Lions. The Lions, the players are starting to believe. Um, the change, change is definitely happening. And if you, if you just look at how they played against the Cheetahs on the weekend, I mean, they outran them, they outplayed them, they... They, they, are, they are hungry for success. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we're facing them next. So, um, well, within the next two weeks. So we are, we are definitely going to uh, have to pull up our socks. But Sean, Sean will be ready for them. You know, Sean Everett, he will be ready for them. And we're playing, we're obviously playing um, two quality sides over the next two weeks to see where we're going to end. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Uh, and we're going to play the Lions at... Um, yes, in Ellis Park. At Ellis Park, Emirates That's this coming Park. weekend. This coming weekend. Yeah, so we so that's going to be a good one. <laughs> but I think the guys are... What is not, what's going to be nice about this game is um, both Lions and the Sharks are fielding quite a number of youngsters. Yes. And then obviously there's a few older guys, the seasoned campaigners in both the Lions and the, and the Sharks side. So both of them love running the ball. Um, their back lines are phenomenal. The forwards work hard, so it's it's going to be a it's going to be a tough one. And to Sean Erasmus, who's a Durban boy himself, um, I think it's, he would have coached some of those players. So it would be great for him to lock horns with us. Well, I'm sure it will, and I'm sure he's going to he's going to enjoy the match. Then talking about uh, the weekend's matches coming up, uh, Pumas Cheetahs, Cheetahs playing in Alspreet. And then the Griquas Blue Bulls playing in Kimberley. Now I think, you know, the, the, the Pumas-Cheetahs game is also going to be a tough one 
But Greek was at home. It's never easy. Never. The Bulls, though, having said that, they are phenomenal this year. Oh, they um, are, but they got they got unstuck. No, no, definitely, but it would be an eye-opener. So yeah, uh, they got unstuck in the past They, they, they know going to Griquas isn't going to be easy. Yes. They know that, according to them, they, they didn't play well this weekend against the Sharks. They know that they want to play uh, have a home semi-final and a home final, so they've got lots to play for. But I think it's going to be a humdinger. And, and you know, for, for Griquas, hopefully that's the game that they, that they actually pitch where they can put together 80 minutes of, of proper rugby for them and, and test the balls and see how it goes. They've got absolutely nothing to lose. And, um, you know, when, when Griquas play, they, they play well. I mean, Griquas is similar to, to France from an international yes. point of view. I mean, the French Just have had... Just depend on which side rocks up. Correct. And the French have had a magic uh, yeah. year so far and nothing stops Griquas from doing that. So to, to the coaching staff there, that's also Durban boys, yeah. all the best for them. We'll be watching that one. And then the Pumas Cheetahs in Nelspreet. Also not a, an easy one for, for the Cheetahs going to Nelspreet. Uh, unfortunately, when I say unfortunately not, um, unfortunately not for the Cheetahs. I think there's a lot of psychological elements in their game at the moment. Um, obviously, they had their eyes on a, on a home semi-final as well. At the, when I say psychological one, because it started in Super Rugby with COVID, them missing two games and then... They basically had to play catch-up from a log point of view to try and be there. And I think there's a lot of pressure on them now to actually qualify. So yes. uh, I do, however, think that they would make it. But they know they need as, as many points as possible. So it's going to be a tough game. And, and the Pumas, you know, they, they haven't set the world alight. But they've, they've put some passages together in a decent amount of minutes in a game. So hopefully for them, a good 80 minutes will, will be the future of their game. Let's have a look and see what they do. Then moving to European rugby, there were some, some big scores. Uh, Leicester, 35, Montpellier, 14. And then um, Lyon, 55. Uh, Gloucester, 10. Um, Exeter, 42. Glasgow Warriors, 0. Some big scores. And it just seems to be coming weekend after weekend. Yeah, what's, what's important there, though, is, you know, if you, if you mention some of the big scores, those are the teams that have been playing very well throughout the season. I mean, Exeter themselves, they've been in the odd final. Um, you know, Munster, closer to my heart, obviously, because Johan van Graan is there. And uh, I was in Ireland when we had the privilege of, of having a chat with him and how he does things from a South African perspective and being an ex-Springbok coach. So they're doing well. Uh, what, is, what is also important, most of the teams that you've mentioned have ex-South African players playing for them. Yes, um, most of them. And they are, they are actually doing very well. You know, so they, they lost to South Africa, but rugby itself has obviously won because those guys are, are in the system. Um, and it may it last for a long time. It's, it's just great to, to see some good rugby you know, some teams are struggling, which is which is understandable and fair. Yes. But uh, in general, I think that tournament is such a tough tournament. On the day, anyone can actually beat anyone. So um, it's still early season. So let's see mid-season and end of season how they go. Uh, we're talking about all the South Africans in these sites, but these sites are all 
they are all riddled with international players. There's international players, and most of these starting lineups will will have 15 international players starting. Well, that's why I'm saying, you know, on every, any given day, whoever pitches could possibly beat the other one. Yes. Um, but yet again, it's a it's a momentum thing. It's a psychological thing. If you pitch week in, week out, and you perform well. Um, then you do then you do well because the players would start believing in themselves. So if I can mention that coming back to South Africa now in the Curry Cup, the Lions, for argument's sake, they were yes. struggling. They've now won two on a trot. And um, yes. I mean, they, they played well against the Cheetahs on the weekend, outscoring them by far. Um, and so these teams abroad are exactly the same. And, and it's great because coaches get exposure. There's lots of development happening, and that's what is important in the world rugby is that we develop players and management and coaches and referees and so on and so forth. You know, so it's just exciting times. It is exciting times. Then even more exciting is that it seems like the, the Castle Lager British and Irish Lions Tour and series in 2021 has just got a boost today again. Um, DHL announced the official logistics partner to the tour. So it seems like with all these sponsors and, and logistic partners and partners coming on board, that the tour will definitely take place in 2021. Well, it's great for a, for a big company like DHL to, to be on board. Um, I mean, they operate worldwide. And it's, and it's fitting, I suppose, for, for them to be on board. And, you know, from a South African point of view, well, I mustn't really say that from a world point of view. I think everyone in, in, in the world would love to see a tournament like that. It's also just fitting that the Lions are touring South Africa and we are the world champions. Yes. Um, I don't think that happens often, obviously, because they tour a specific country every four years. So... Um, it's great, and, and it brings us closer to the fact that the Lions will be here, and let's just hope COVID doesn't put a stop to it. Let's hope so. Then also the announcement of the Rugby World Cup 2023 pools, where we see Pool A featuring New Zealand, France, and Italy, with America's one and Africa one still to be announced. Pool B is South Africa, Ireland, and Scotland, with the Asian-specific uh, one and then European two to be announced still. Pool C will see Wales, Australia and Fiji with European one. And then the final qualifier qualifier winner uh, to be announced still. And then Pool D got England, Japan, Argentina with the um, Oceania, Oceania one and Americas two to be announced still. Now, once again, South Africa ends up in a pool where we face Ireland and Scotland in the in the playoffs. Now, I think you know we're in a tough. We are definitely in a tough pool. Um, you know, if you see how Scotland performed now in the Autumn Nations Cup, so did Ireland, although they weren't on song, but they are two very good good countries. I mean, Ireland has always been up there. The Scottish. Nation is, is on the up. Um, Gregor Townsend just got his contract renewed. Yes. He himself today said that um, after the draw, he said that obviously they are in probably the toughest pool. Um, I'd like to think that as well. Obviously, South Africa is there, and it is a tough pool being South Africa, Ireland, and, and Scotland. Scotland, yes. But Pool D, don't throw them away. England, um, 
England, Japan, and Argentina, Argentina. thus far. So, so they, they, they might not have big countries like England themselves, but Japan in the previous World Cup did very well. I think they would want to continue that. And then, you know, if you look at Argentina, the way they played in the Tri-Nations uh, a month ago, we can't throw them away either. So I think those two pool probably have the three, three teams in that, those specific pools that, that could upset anyone at any given time, where Pool A only has New Zealand and, and France, and I say that with respect to Italy, and uh, Pool C has Australia and Wales, Wales and I say that yes. respect, with respect to Fiji. However, yeah. Fiji themselves had uh, something to prove in the Autumn Nations Cup where they which, actually outplayed. Which they did. Correct, and it was only in one game. So it's exciting times. But then in a couple of previous World Cups, France actually was New Zealand's menace. Now let me tell you, hosting it, France is going to be phenomenal. They've got a young, young, young side that obviously took England into extra time in the Autumn Nations Cup final. Yes. Uh, year. South African kicking coach that is there has, has done phenomenal work with regards to the kickers, not only place kicking, but kicking out of hand and and tactical kicking and things like that. So the kicking game has improved. You know, in the past, if the French didn't pitch, they didn't pitch or they ran whoever rugged. Now there's more tactical things happening, you know, and Fabian Galthi, their, their coach, is an astute Stuart rugby, rugby brain, um, you know, so I think we, you know, in, in but pool A, we need to watch France. France, France has always had the, the way of almost all taking out the bigger sides. In 1995, they almost took us out of the playoffs and they, they took New Zealand out of the playoffs twice before. That's a fact, but I think this is a different French side. This is a French side now that has shown in the Autumn Nations Cup that they want to play rugby. They know that the pressure is on. It's different pressure playing playing at home, 2023. They know they are good enough to, to participate. They know they are good enough to actually win this tournament. Whether they will be mentally ready and mentally prepared for this is a, is a different story. I think they would. Times have changed, so they'll have all the back office personnel doing what they need to do for them to be mentally prepared. Yes. And if you can see the youngsters coming through, as I said, they... they fielded how many um, under-19s and under-20s of the previous two under-20 World Cups. So they are massively young side, and to, to perform the way they did in the Autumn Nations Cup, putting England under pressure that had, that had all the experience, um, you know, it, it's, it's a question mark. You need, to, you, need to watch, you need to watch France. So they are definitely, hopefully, and there's rumours that we might meet them in the, in the playoffs, so hopefully not. Um, but, I mean, any World Cup is like that. If you want a World Cup, to win a World Cup, you need to play the best, and so be it. The best team will win. You've got to play the best. Then, the announcement of Mr. Nigel Owens. I see now after his 100th test, he uh, finally decided to hang up his whistle. Yeah, it's actually sad. Um, you know, he's part and parcel of, of world rugby. He's part of the furniture, as, as one says. Um, you know, I think he obviously still had a year or two, possibly three uh, left in his tank to, to perform. Um, you know, if you just look at YouTube and you Google a few things about Nigel Owens, then you'll, you'll appreciate what type of referee he was, um, his passion for the game, the way he conducted himself on the field, some of his chirps, 
so on and so forth. So he's definitely going to be missed, and I just hope, from World Rugby perspective, that they don't let him go. They keep him involved somewhere, even if it's uh, redevelopment or giving back somewhere, yes. because I think the type of person that he is, he wouldn't want to stop completely. He'd want to give something back. Um, but yeah, thanks for, for all the many years and many test matches that, that Nigel has given, and we wish him well in his retirement, retirement age. We certainly do. I don't think he's at retirement age yet, but as a referee, I think he, he uh, needs to... Definitely. That's what I'm saying. I think <laughs> it's actually sad that he's going. We're going to miss him. We, he's definitely, definitely one, of, one of the best we've ever had. Yeah, and one of the characters of the game as well. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks, Gus. Nice being in studio. Just to, uh, if I may just end before we say goodbye, just to all our listeners uh, from Touchline, we wish you happy holidays. Travel safe. People are starting to go and leave now, so keep the alcohol in the in the back burner till you get there. Eyes open. We'd love to to have you guys listen to us throughout the festive season. Take care. Yes, Mark. A very happy and blessed festive season to all our listeners, to everybody listening, and may you and your families be safe. And enjoy the festive season. Thank you very much for listening to Touchline by Chad Sapphire. From myself, Casper Els and Mark Cameron. Have a great rugby week. And a blessed festive season.